Let's ride. Shout out to Jackie Robinson, the greatest number 42 of all time. I don't care what sport it is, what country it's in. That's the greatest number 42 of all time because you're the baddest motherfucker to ever break a color barrier. Because not only were you the first black person in Major League Baseball, but you were also a really good baseball player. So you, you can't top that. I don't give a damn what number 42 you want to talk about. I don't care if it's Jerry Stackhouse. I don't care if it's number 42 race car. I don't know who, who drive that. But if you're number 42, you're second, third, fourth, fifth, or whatever when it comes to Jackie Robinson because you can't top that. You can't be the first and the dopest. He already did it. Now, that's it. My man, Jackie Robinson. And uh, please forgive me if you hear me clearing my throat or cough. I had a nasty throat issue this past week. It was, uh, it was pretty tragic, I guess. My throat was sore for days, and I it fucked up my speech. Well, not my speech, but my voice. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was really uncomfortable to eat and drink. Hopefully, I lost some weight because I didn't want to do anything other than uh, eat throat lozenges all week long. And that's basically what I did. But anyway, let me get right on into the business. Mr. Kanye West. Now, I've kind of sort of defended Kanye West in the past, but not really. I just kind of explained it from my point of view and how I see things in like a bigger picture type of situation, right? So... Kanye West was on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel basically asked him the question. In the past, you said that you didn't believe that George Bush cared about black people. He then asked him, like in the same token, how can you or do you believe that Donald Trump cares about black people? And Kanye West basically just sat there. It's like he was in the fog. Now, I understand when, when you get hit with a question like that, and you're and you're close to an individual, or you want to appear close to an individual. You got to think. You got to plan that move because I don't think he was ready for somebody to ask him that question like ten plus years later. And the look on his face, he was just like, "Damn!" It's like if you ever seen a boxer get punched and they're just stunned. We used to call it getting dummied up. That's that's how he looked. He looked. He was sitting there looking crazy, like glossy eyed, and they just went to commercial. And then uh, I guess he said on Twitter or something he didn't have enough time to answer the question and I'm glad I'm I'm actually kind of glad he he said that he didn't have enough time do I feel like it's a cop-out yeah but it also makes me feel like he was thinking he was really reevaluating his situation and what he had said and reflecting on the things he had done in the past or in the past few months I hope that's the case I hope he wasn't just stalling out just for, for the sake of stalling out but he said that um he had to think about it, and then he said later on that he wasn't going to answer. And I was like, that's kind of weird, but I was, whatever, man. Like, I kind of, I got to kind of expect this from Kanye West, and I don't know for sure if Donald Trump is a racist. I feel like he supported racist. I don't know if he's like a, a true blue racist, because like I've said before, I've seen him sit with other black people in the past, like on some leisure shit. Now, these black people have money. 
That is the definite difference. Now, it could be a class thing with him, or it could be a race thing, but his track record kind of leans, leans toward to being a race thing. They say with his renting practices and then his employment. I don't know, man. This is a, it's just like I feel like he's playing a TV character. I think that's how he's going through his whole presidency. Like I'm playing the role of this TV character, and I'm going to do it to get the most coverage possible because now I mean, anything I say can distract from an issue that's really going on. Because I don't think he really cares about this shit. It's like I said a long time ago. This man's bulletproof. If, if he fails or succeeds as a president, he's still going to get paid. He's still going to get that check. Because you best believe a book is coming after this. All types of shit is coming after he's done being the president. That's if he doesn't get reelected. And people say there's no chance. I, there wasn't no chance before. And the man still got elected because, you know, the electoral college. They chose. And this is the individual that they wanted to, you know, represent the country. Somebody that people feel like is a racist. A guy that some people believe is a sexist. A self-proclaimed sexual assaulter. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but a self-proclaimed sexually aggressive individual. Now, I know the tape was old, but like I said before, it's not like he was 15. Like he was 25. The man had to at least be in his 50s when he made the tape. Or when the tape was made. And then there's still different women, different women popping out from every other situation. So, this is the guy the Electoral College chose. So, his views on race are really not important to the people who choose the guy who run this country. So, is he racist? Maybe, maybe not. But people obviously don't give a shit. Like, nobody cares. Nobody that won't be affected cares. And that's just the way things are. And maybe these are all things that was going through Kanye West's head. Like, I don't really know. I'm just thinking, from my interaction with him, he's not. But I've seen what I've seen. And I can see how he could be in a spot where he wants to be buddy-buddy with this guy or he has in the past. And that's kind of a jacked-up situation to be in when somebody says a person is one way, but you know them as a person and your interaction with him is different. It's a weird spot to be in. Now, why I wish he would have answered the question, the fact of the matter is that he didn't. And who knows if he ever will. For now, he's saying he won't. But you know how Kanye is. It takes for somebody to say something one time, and he flips the fuck out. So we'll see what happens in the future. Now, continuing on this white supremacy thing. They had to reunite, reunite the white, reunite the right part two or something on the, on the anniversary of the Charlottesville situation is Unite the Right. That's what it was called, my bad. And this time they were met with heavy protests to the point where, from what I've seen, like just social media and everything, it does not look like a lot of people showed up to that rally. It looked sparse. I didn't see anybody there in support of the, I think his name was Jason Kessler, in support of that guy and whoever else he brought with him. I haven't heard anybody else's names really. I think David Duke was supposed to speak, but I didn't really see anything that had people around this individual sitting there at his rally. And that may be because of the coverage I chose to look up. Maybe it's because it's a little bit too far to the left and they didn't want to show it. But what I did see is like the anti, I don't want to, I want the anti-white supremacy protest was out there heavy, very deep. And they got there way before that man got there. They had to bring this cat in on a special train. And they didn't want to let, it, want to let anybody else on the train, which 
in my opinion, you're smart because you don't want somebody on your transit system and he, he's on the train and then people hop on the train and start beating the shit out the guy and then you got a whole incident. It's, it's just it's just a mess. But it looked like a flop. It looked like the guy or whoever organized it took an L because I didn't really see no support for that guy. And that's a good thing to me because, like I said a while back, now you pissed off white people. And when white people protest, they protest like a motherfucker. There's been just whole cities out in protest. And we're in a different time. And back in the, you know, the 70s and 60s, whenever the civil rights movement was going on before my time, you would see sprinklings of white people, white people there. But now it's full-fledged because so many different communities are pissed off. They've all banded together to push out this white supremacist movement people got going on. I think it's great. I feel like people are being united and keep that shit out on the fringe. If you don't want to be around with everybody else, then stay in your little fucking corner and be over there. Don't bitch and moan and cry about everybody else getting together having a good time. Go take your little ass over there and stay in your corner. If you want to be crazy, go be crazy by yourself. But when you want to intermingle and get some of this love that everybody else got out here to offer, come on in. You can come back from that. Come on in. Your politics don't have to match everybody else's politics, but you do have to respect people. And when you go out there and you think that you're you're upholding your race or you're upholding your movement, that's okay if you want to go speak. But when you start demeaning people, you got to be ready for that for that backlash. And that's exactly what happened last time. And that's what happened this time. It just didn't get to a point where it was violent because D.C., unlike Charlottesville, was prepared because of the lessons they learned last year. They were not having that shit in D.C. And I, I, I'm glad it's a good thing. Though. Hopefully people aren't, there getting, aren't out there getting hurt. It's just unfortunate that shit like this has to happen. You know, just it's kind of like a keep that shit over there. Why would you do it on the anniversary? You know, the anniversary that the girl had the higher guy killed out there trying to, trying to unite people. And you want to bring the bullshit out there. It just, it's just a bad look, and I'm glad that it looks like it failed. I won't 100% say it failed, but it looks like it shit failed. Moving on. Um, despite passing the rule, the NFL still had players protest during the preseason. This also makes me smile. It makes me nervous for those players, but I feel like Anybody standing up for what they believe in is upholding our nation's ensign. That's right. You're upholding what you feel like is right. You're fighting for your rights. You're out there exercising your right to free speech. I think that's cool. I I hope they don't get hit with too many um with too many penalties or fines and all that. Because at the end of the day, these young men are just speaking their mind. And and I'm in agreement with them. I do think that, you know, a disproportionate amount of black men are being gunned down by police. It just feels like that to me. It's, it's too believable for it not to be. I keep seeing this shit over and over and over. And my thing is, with all the social media going on, if the, if the same thing is happening to a bunch of white men, show it. Because that's the argument. White people get killed by police too. Show it. Show it. I don't see why, if that is the case, Fox News wouldn't be running that shit around the clock. Like, have a counter-argument. Instead of just, oh, it happens all the time to white people. We'll put the video up. If there's body cams and shit coming out from black people weeks later, 
there's definitely got to be some of white people getting beat up and shot at by cops unnecessarily. Now, I understand sometimes it has to elevate to, a, you know, a different level. And sometimes deadly force has to be applied. Now, do I like that? No, but shit, it's a tough job. And I'm not out there doing it. So I can't critique the people who do their job well. And when it looks like, they okay, it, they have to escalate, it makes sense. Okay, I'm, I'm not tripping. There was a guy, um, I don't even know how recent this is. I just happened to come, come across it on Facebook. There was a young black dude surrounded by police officers, right? This individual had a gun on him. Now, he was trying to dictate to the cops on how he was going to give up the gun. Unfortunately for this young man, shit don't work that way. That's not how the fucking game works. Now, he had two to three cops on him with guns drawn. He did not want to give up his gun. He's telling him to back up. That ain't how the police officers do shit. So, one police officer, luckily, he was thinking like he didn't want to kill the guy. He just wanted to subdue him so they can get on with the rest of what they had to do. So he takes out a taser. He shot the guy with the taser. Now, unfortunately for this young man, he had a magazine in his back pocket. So when that electric charge went through, it lit up all the bullets and they lit his ass up. Now, did the cop shoot that man? No. Could the cop have shot that man? Yes. Unfortunately, the side effect of this man having a clip in his pocket, when he got hit with the taser, all them shits went off. And then the officers, they were hesitant to approach him because they didn't know if any more bullets were going to go off. Now, do I blame the police officers in that situation? No, because this individual was told to put the gun down, had the opportunity to put the gun down with three white police officers around him, and he decided not to. He tried to dictate the situation. At the end, at the end of the day, it didn't go his way, not because the officers went out there and shot him the fuck up, but because he had a clip in his pocket. And the officer trying to be, in my opinion, being sympathetic. When you told the man to put the gun down, you knew he had a gun. They didn't shoot him. They hit him with the taser instead. And there you go. But that's a, it's a messed up situation. But to me, it's, it's kind of positive because they didn't go all the way to the level of trying to kill him. Like some of these other assholes. Like they shot a guy in his backyard holding up his, who had his phone. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, this situation is completely different. But people got to understand why these guys are kneeling is that it doesn't always happen like the story I just mentioned. Sometimes, a lot of the times, it's questionable. And it drives us crazy because this shit ain't nothing new. It's just, it's just popular. It's easy to talk about. There's cameras now. It's, you have access to it. It's nothing new. We just want awareness and people to accept that it happens like hey let's figure this shit out because our thing is with history even when you go back to slavery and the confederate flag and all that shit people want to dismiss like oh that was way back then like fucking segregation didn't happen like jim crow didn't happen like the civil rights movement which just wasn't in the 60s and 70s like our parents were alive when this was going on like i got a grandmother born in 1919 just imagine what she saw during her, life, during her lifetime. People just want to sweep it under the rug. Like even us get messed with as kids. Those people from the 60s and 70s were around. They had kids. And these kids became police officers. So when 
we're on the street, and they getting taught these fucked up values at home, they taking it out on us, profiling us and shit, like we doing something wrong, when we're just trying to exist. And then uh, something like an innocent traffic stop end up with a black person dead, Sandra Bland, Philando Castile, now, Eric Garner was selling cigarettes and shit, dead, over stupid shit. And then meanwhile, you got this asshole in Minneapolis who hung a baby and got fucking probation. She got off because of mental illness. This lady hung a baby and got off because of mental illness. Casey Anthony, looks like she killed her own kid, not in jail. And you wonder why black people feel like the system is against them. We got people dying because of traffic stops. People reaching for their fucking firearm car, reaching for their wallet. Somebody selling CDs. And they get killed by police officers and shit. But you got these white women killing babies. Mental illness. Can't prove it in court. Y'all think they mentally ill. Y'all think they're mentally ill, but people growing up having to live a double life their whole lifetime, having to walk on eggshells in certain situations, having to not be able to be them full selves in their work environment, they don't suffer from mental illness. No mental illness at all. You see your likeness on TV every day playing a criminal, even though it's like the bottom 10% of your population, and people perceive that as a norm. And when you go out in the world and you don't represent that, you get looked at as fucking crazy. Because you're taught to believe that the negative, the negative stereotypes are the norm. And that's how you should live your life because that's what people expect of you. And when you don't, they look at you like you crazy and you know this. And, but we, we not mentally ill. We're not mentally ill growing up in bad neighborhoods and shit. I believe, personally, that damn near every black person in America has some degree of PTSD because of something they've been through, whether it's a story that's been told to them that scarred them for life or something they've been through themselves. I really believe it because the way we react in certain situations just makes me believe that. And hypervigilance, quick-tempered sometimes, and when you feel like you've been put on the bottom all the damn time. When people say, oh, it's, oh, you got all the opportunity in the world. You can make it. Some, some of us do, yeah. All of us don't. And it's to the point where the people that make it sometimes are split because they believe that we ain't shit like somebody else told them. So I tell you, well, I, I agree with these players, man. Like, I've, I've been profiled as a kid by police officers, so... For these individuals, young black men, we see how people look at us when we go places. We don't dress a certain way. We get profiled automatically. Be wearing a hoodie should not mean my death sentence. But you know, mental illness and all that, we, we don't suffer from that. That ain't something we deal with. All right, man, on the lighter side of football, I've been watching Hard Knocks. I watched, well, I'm not going to say I've been watching. I watched one episode of Hard Knocks, initiative doing the Cleveland Browns. And my father is from Dayton, Ohio, and he's a diehard Browns fan. So I said I'm going to lock in and watch this the whole season long because they're, they're not my, my team team, but I, I always want the Browns to do, good, to do well because of my father. I always want to see them do good. 
So to see them get profiled with the new players they got, they got the same coach, but they got a brand new quarterback. They drafted another quarterback. I'm just excited to see what the Browns do because they have pieces in place to where they can do some good things. And their division ain't as solid as it once was. The Ravens are falling off a little bit. Uh, Cincinnati seemed to fail completely off. And Pittsburgh, they got some issues going on as far as their running back and everything. They're still the class of the division, no doubt. But they got some issues going on. Guys are getting older. And, you know, things things can be shaky when the, with the chemistry when people ain't getting paid where they think they should be paid. Maybe I could see them coming in second in their division this year. If the Ravens continue to skid like they have been and things in Cincinnati stay the same, the Browns can sneak in there. They're getting some players. They got some young energy on the team. I, w- I would like to see them do well. And then the coach going through what he went through, his brother died, then his mother died like in less than a month, like in a two-week span, for him to still be in there running the organization, man, that guy's a beast for that. Because I don't know if I could have did it. But I, I just want to see them do well. And in my opinion, the highlight of the show, other than you know seeing Baker Mayfield get his get his money, because I believe, hey, if you make it to that level after playing, you know, Pee Wee, junior high school, high school, college, like you you make it to the top level where you're supposed to be, go get your money. I don't give a damn what you look like. Go get paid. It was great to see Baker Mayfield do that. But the highlight of the first episode to me was uh, Javaris Landry. He was out there killing it in practice. He was catching balls with one hand, and then they showed the ridiculous workout he does. It's, he's like he's balancing with one, one foot and then throwing a medicine ball up and catching that. It's just ridiculous what this guy does. And then he's going out giving 110% of practice to the point where he had to get on the other receivers in the room. And I, I just felt like that show leadership it just gave me hope for them this season and I hope that that moment wakes them up as a team I'm excited though man I'm excited for this football season it's not quite here yet it's preseason but we getting there and speaking of preseason my Jaguars fucking Jalen Ramsey and Deontay Fowler got in trouble for I guess Jalen Ramsey in defense of Deontay Fowler went off on some on, on a member of the press and got suspended for a preseason game but it's like you know, big whoop preseason game. Oh well, but still, man, it's Tom Tom Coughlin ain't playing. Hopefully, there's no spats like this during the season, and uh, he doesn't get you know suspended. But you gotta love that intensity. Like as a fan of defense, you want a guy like that on your team. You want a dog like that, especially from your cornerback, because you know if it's coming from your cornerback, it's also reflected in your linebackers and your front line. And with the year they had last year, it's this team has the potential to be special with a defense that good. I'm not going to get too far into it, but I just want my job to do well. I'm excited to see what the Bears are going to do, too. They got to sign that damn draft pick, though. They got to get that shit figured out. Because my thing is like this. I love players and all that, but I'm all about the team. If he don't want the money you're trying to give him, get him out of there, man. Get somebody else in there. You missing camp and shit, and I'm with the players. Get your money. If you don't get your money, I'm not a, I'm not one of those. I'm not side with the owners. I want you to get your money. But at the end of the day, I want to see the team win. So you got to make a decision. Either you're going to play or you're not. Because but you're not being there, you're taking a spot from somebody else who wants to play on that team. It's just my opinion. I don't want you coming in and throwing off the, the, the chemistry 
after you didn't got your big payday and everybody in the locker room hates you because you held out, you miss practice, you miss scrimmages and shit. So now they got to fit you in and make sure you absorb in the system. Anyway, though, well, I'm going to move on from that. But Madden is coming out. I, well, Madden came out on the 10th of August. I haven't got it yet. When I do get it and when I get on Xbox Live, I'm going to let y'all know. I'm put my gamer tag out there for anybody want to get this work and get busted up on, uh, on Xbox Live. That's right. That's right. I'm laying you down. 21 skunk. Man, let me stop lying. I ain't played Madden in years. I'm playing NCAA. I'm probably going to get drugged, but it don't matter. I'm still going to get on that thing and play, and I hope to bust some of y'all heads. Anyway, uh, in, in music news, I didn't do any album reviews this week because I ain't going to front. I'm still listening to um, Travis Scott, the Astro World, and I'm still listening to Denzel Curry, Taboo. So to be, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not really uh, keen on anything that came out. I'm supposed to be on Mac Miller and the internet, but I haven't been listening to it. I've been listening to the same two albums. And it feels good to actually get a chance to live with an album because J-Rock came out, and I rocked with that for a little bit, and then I rolled right into these last two albums. So I get y'all with whoever album when it comes when it comes to time for that. But right now I'm just going to absorb these, these few albums I got right now and keep them in my rotation, and then I'll grab something else. And I'll let y'all know how I feel about it. But... Halle Berry's ex-husband, as he'll forever be known, Eric Benet, he made some interesting comments. So Eric Benet basically said that rappers are the black faces for white supremacy. If you rap about killing your own kind, you're downing black women, or you rap about drug abuse, you're the black face of white supremacy. And people didn't agree. There was a rapper in particular, Jay Mills, you may or may not have heard of him. He had a song. He was signed to Lil Wayne's uh, Young Money, Cash Money, whatever. His album never came out. I don't know if he's a writer now. I don't know what he's doing. He, I don't know what he's doing. But he basically said something to the effect of him telling me how to rap is like me telling him how not to lose his wife and I've never been married. Touche, good point, but you're not really much of a rapper. I mean, as far as commercial success so you can't tell him about music too much i guess i don't know but to be fair i feel like Aaron Benet made a good point he made a solid point and this is what i go what i'm talking about and i go back to the whole mental illness point like i want to say it was vic not vic miss it was vin vin staples who said that we capitalize off trauma in the black community black entertainers we capitalize off trauma all we got to sell in the realm of art is trauma, is our pain, our experiences from slavery to the shit going on in the inner city, from you know the, the violent rap music to the violence in movies, even the shit we see on TV now, like the basketball wives and the fucking love and hip-hop, it's all, it's not really positive interaction. A few people own businesses on those shows, but most of it's conflict, conflict people fighting and shit, doing all type of dumb shit. The movies that are most popular are the most violent ones and a lot of the rap music that's popular is it's violent. A lot of it, you know, disrespects women. And a lot of it talks about drug abuse. Now, I'm not saying I'm beyond listening to that shit. I'm, I'm going to tell you off the rip. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm conditioned, but I'm, I've been listening. Well, yeah, I'm conditioned. I've been listening to it for so long that it doesn't phase me 
and I'm to the point where I know better because that's not all I've listened to. It didn't get like that too recently, and I know I say it all the time, but when the radio stations were bought up by those few companies, they stopped playing the positive rap. They stopped playing the conscious rap, so all you got was the party rap. And then the party rap became the blueprint on how to get to a record label because those were the only records getting spins where everybody was getting partying and getting drunk and doing all the wild shit. So that became the blueprint for young up-and-coming artists. So now the conscious artist is rare. And when the artist does do more conscious music, it doesn't get as much radio play. So if you're trying to make money as a rapper, does it make sense to rap about things that are conscious? Because you're not going to make money unless you're one of, what, three people? Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and I'm going to say Common because it's He's obviously somebody that's more conscious, and he can still sell a few records. But Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and and I'll prove a point, and I'll say that you saw the dip in Kendrick Lamar's sales or his record or his radio play when after he made, um, after, um shit, um, he made, like, I want to say Waterfalls and all that shit. Not Waterfalls. Swimming pools. I'm tripping. He was talking about alcohol abuse, but it was flipped by in perception people think it's all about drinking when that's not what he was really saying he was it was about alcoholism but that's what made it on and then some of his more radio friendly songs that that made it that got out that's what was on the radio from his second album really his third album to paper butterfly you didn't really hear any of that on the radio even the song said i love myself you didn't hear a lot of that on the radio so it just goes to show even somebody to that level when they make conscious music, it may not go over well as far as getting radio spins. But he's going to sell that those records because he is who he is as an artist. Anyway, that's just me giving you a quick breakdown of the blueprint. And that's what pretty much happened to the rap business. A lot of people from outside of the culture of hip-hop came into hip-hop because they saw the money machine it was. And they put on certain acts and they, put, they pushed for certain music to be on the radio, and that's what you got. And that's why the music sounds like that. And it's been like a generation or two, and we just got used to it, and at this point, that's what it is. Sadly, but that's what it is. So I'm in agreement with Eric Benet. If you're talking about killing your own people, and you're shitting on your own women, and you're talking about using drugs, hey, the man got a point can't really be mad at him and um yeah i think that's about it i didn't really have much this week i didn't really know if i was going to do it so i didn't prepare a lot i think that's about it oh yeah last thing the last thing amorosa go get my belt now you stood next to this man donald trump for a long time think you were on his show and then you were a member of his White House staff you defended him to the press you defended him when he was talking about black people and then he let your ass go now all of a sudden you want to write a book since you've been fired you want to leak recordings since you've been fired you want to liken this man to a cult leader so I guess you enjoyed your time being a member of the cult because when you were in the cool kids club, everything was good. But when they put your ass out, all of a sudden, 
Now you see the evil. I can't respect that, man. You deserve every negative thing you've gotten. You stand next to a pile of shit, you're going to start to stink. And even the man that you call the cult leader decided to call you a damn lowlife. So that says a lot about you and what you got going on in life right now. And I think, yeah, that's it, man. I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. I should have been home a long time ago. But reach out to me, man. I'm on Facebook. No playing this ride on Facebook. No playing this ride at gmail.com for the email. And I'm on Twitter at NoPlay247. That's capital N, lowercase o, capital P-L-A-Y, NoPlay247 on Twitter, man. Holler at me. Let me know how you feel about what I'm doing. Or just chop it up with me about whatever. You going to throw me some topics? Cool. I'm willing to listen, and I'll throw it into the show. And if you give me some shit that's dope, I'll shout you out if it matters. Yeah, man, make the next day your best day, man. Make tomorrow better than today. Remember Learn something tomorrow that you didn't learn today. Be good out there. Peace.